Video games are the latest craze to sweep the country and most of the world, too. Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Defenders, and Asteroids. I'll be back. It's alive! It's alive! Round one. Are you afraid of God? No, I'm afraid of Donald Bloody Trump. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 41st episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica, and I'm your not so humble host, Brendan White. Find me everywhere at Brendan8bit. As usual, I'm joined by my two partners in crime, Ali Hart, who can be found at Miss Ali Hart, Reese Kirby, who can be found at Reese 8-Bit. How you doing this afternoon, you bloody legends? Oh, I'm full. We're in a new era of political unrest. <laughs> it has been quite the week. Yeah. It sounds like the opening to a Star Wars movie, doesn't it? It's not a bad thing. <laughs> no. Imagine that. Episode 41, Revenge of the Trump. Yeah. Well, you know, just... Trump strikes back or something like that. You know, that haircut looks like one of those Silar sand monster things. Donald Sidious. Yeah, there you go. What would his lightsaber be? Just a big wig <laughs> refined into a blade. I thought I was going to say something else, so I'm glad we went <clears throat> wig. <laughs> yeah. It's so got to be orange in colour, though, definitely, definitely. Blade. Yeah, yeah. Or his saber. Would you call it the blade? Yeah. Well, what would you call the. the the I guess, energy bit of it yeah. Obviously the hilt is the hand Yeah, yeah I guess blade Yeah mm. I'll go with that Orange Orange saber So shout out to our American <clears throat> Counterparts out there Anyone over there That uh, wants to get out We've got a few couches That we could probably Put yous up on for a while um, I saw a T-shirt and hoodie Combination That you can buy That has the Canadian citizenship Form Printed on it <laughs> That's fantastic <laughs> So, just like so what, you just fill it out and then you walk <coughs> over to the border and just show your shirt yeah. and just be like, there it is. Yeah. No. Let him in, boys. <laughs> we got hey. another one, Greg. Did you see their, um, their immigration website crashed? Twice. Yeah, which was fantastic. I wasn't sure if it was like a, a publicity stunt at first just to drag some more attention into it, but yeah, it was legitimate. Too yeah. much traffic. I feel bad for website. I feel bad for Canada because then it's like they've got to put up with the shit. Mm. It's like no, no, you you lit your fire, like you stay over there. Exactly, exactly. So it's, what what do you think this will mean for video games? Probably nothing. Yeah. In all honesty, definitely no games based on trying to save the president. That's for damn sure. <laughs> no, they were, they already had a game come out that was like the Trump game or whatever. I know they did a surgeon simulator. It's on mm. Steam. DLC. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see any any impacts to that market segment. Like, I no. think gaming's going to continue to be gaming. Mm. There might be, as Ali said, some more games aimed at poking fun at the Trump. Yeah. But other than that, it's going to be business as usual. Yeah. Well, we can only we can only wait in an anxious state. Yeah, so that was interesting. Clenched. Yep. What so. have you been doing this week apart from watching the election? I don't usually care about politics, but I found myself throughout that... It was Wednesday, right? Yeah. Wednesday. Throughout that Wednesday, watching the television, reading some reports on my phones I was out and about, watching the countdown that night over dinner. And it was funny because at first they were like, yeah, Trump's no chance. And they're like, he's kind of a chance. He's a real chance. Oh, fuck. He is going to win this thing in a landslide. It was... 
interesting television. Yeah, yeah, definitely history. But um, I don't know. What can you do? It is what it is. Yeah, it just mm. seems surreal, that's all. Yeah, yeah. The next four years is going to be an interesting time for uh, our brethren over there in the US of A. If this he is, makes it. This is three yeah. for three for Back to the Future, though. Because Nike Air Mags came out, the Cubs won the World Series, and Biff became president. <laughs> <laughs> Biff. Did he become president? Yeah. Well, he was the... He, like, he was the... You know... He was like a like he was like that was tycoon like, kind of yeah, person. Yeah, that was in like the alternate, mm. I think. So it's going to be interesting for a long while. I got sick of waiting for you to play Gears of War with me. <laughs> yeah, you, <clears throat> you mentioned this about five minutes before we started recording this, and I, I was in I was in a pretty good mood before that. We just had some some pretty tasty burgers, some tater tots, dietary requirements all checked off for the day. Let's just yeah. cover that real quickly. We sampled this place called Guilty. Mm. And it was pretty pretty damn good. It yeah. was really good, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think we're all serving 7 to 10 on the Iron Throne later, though, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've already done some some praying at the porcelain altar. But, um, uh, yeah, Uber Eats got that Uber Eats vibe going, and I had the double patty that's called the Double Jeopardy. Mm. So it's double patty, three slices of cheese, bacon, streaky bacon, um, jalapenos, onion. Good, good vibe. Loved it. Oh, yeah. Those tots, though. And tots. the cheese and yeah. bacon tater tots. Yeah, definitely recommend um, Guilty. They do great work. And they, they put a lot of passion into their burgers. So shout out to those guys. By the way, they do some pretty mean cocktails over there as well. Yeah. If you're ever down that way. Where's yeah. my cocktails? Worth, worth they, don't, they don't allow home delivery of cocktails, sadly. Shame. Yeah. Bastards. They do have a, a liquor delivery service on Uber Eats. Mm. So. The world is changing by the day. So, I played Gears of War. Yeah. Uh, before you dive into it, I just like to say, fuck you. Well, but go on. I was turning into a skeleton and my tripping over my beard waiting for you to respond every day. Do you want to play tonight? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to play tonight? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get you. Yeah. He leaves out that I've been in three separate states this week with work. But uh, but don't you have the um, the magic computer with the controller? Yeah, but I was literally working... Till all all hours each day with shit house. Seems pretty uh, pretty convenient, oh, Brendan. Yeah, I think so. I think you could have made time. I mean, that's what I do. I make time for this because that's it's important to me. Mm. You know. So, um, <laughs> look, I tell you one though, one thing though. Um, as a passionate Gears of War player, I don't think you would have been very impressed with the storyline. See, this surprises me. Yeah, it surprised me too because. I heard Marcus Phoenix is coming back and, you know, I was into that and I was like, great, this is going to be good. Maybe they'll ramp it up a bit, but holy crap, I was really underwhelmed. And it's like, you remember when um, when they changed the Batman cartoons where it was like, it used to be all dark and mysterious and then they changed it to like that kiddie sort of format? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what the new Gears of War is like. Do you reckon they've watered it down? They've and- watered, and the the script and <clears throat> the content that they're talking about is so cheesy and hammy, and any other processed yeah. white person food you can think about. That's what it is because it's like cheese and ham, you know. <laughs> you like they're they're walking along, and it's like, do you guys think that that big monster is going to come back? And he's like, uh oh, he's standing right behind me, isn't he? And he's like, yep. It's really? Like, like yeah. that dumb shit. Like, come on, man. Because I remember, like, playing with, you know, Cole and 
bloody Marcus Phoenix and, and Baird and stuff. Like yeah, that. and like they would always have really good zingers and like some decent comedy, but now it's just like awful, so awful. Because um, I've been playing campaign yeah, as well. There's yeah. that part where they're climbing up that really long ladder, and she's like, "Don't look down," and he's like, "All right, I'm not going to." And she's like, and then later she's really don't look down he's like i've got a feeling you want me to look down i'm like what why why was that even yeah it wasn't funny like i don't yeah, know it's just bit, yeah really Push. annoying um it's a bit of a shame yeah and the, th- the thing that really sort of pissed me off because we played horde mode mm. and did that which is good fun yeah we like horde that mode's mode. great um but then i played the campaign and in like three different sections you do a horde mode yeah Really? So there's just like wave battles yeah. in certain and areas. And there's a oh. fabricator and you set up defenses and oh. the whole thing, it's it's part of the story. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. But I already did this in horde mode. So why am I doing this again? And uh, like, it's it does sort of get a little bit more intense when you get to, because there's five acts right? Mm-hmm. There's about six chapters per act. It's about 30, 30 little yeah. missions. So you get to sort of act five and things start ramping up a bit and there's a little bit of, um, you know, high tension with the storyline and stuff like that. And it does sort of kick into gear a bit, but, um, apart from that, it's really mediocre, really bland and very repetitive, you know, uh, just, mm. it's a bit sad actually. Cause I've been, hanging out to dive into that campaign obviously ducking and weaving my responsibilities to play it apparently but um it's something i really want to dive into i guess it might be my first solo experience of a gears campaign in a while but it doesn't sound like it's something i need to dive into this second because i I, I, I honestly yeah you're both looking at me with i honestly think that you won't finish it i think you you won't you'll stop caring about it how how long was i'm guessing six eight hours Something like that, 10 hours maybe? Nearly, well, I played about two or three hours a night and I've nearly finished it in one week, so. Okay. Yeah. So say plus 10 hours thereabouts. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty fair. Yeah. yeah. And I'm currently I mean, sitting on six hours. So. I think I've died like twice. Yeah. So it's not really a, not really a challenge either, you know. That's lucky. I've done a bunch of times. Oh, really? Like, yeah. You know those lightning things from the sky? Oh, yeah. For some reason I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, I, I got stuck on them a few times. <laughs> I, I like that idea, like from what I've seen in the gameplay and the trailers, that dynamic weather effects where I can't remember what they call those storms yeah, that, that come and then their environments are smashing around you and you've got to time your runs to avoid getting hit by certain objects flying yeah. because of this it's harsh not, weather really and the lightning. Or, it, like, uh, it does feel like a thing that they just kind of like, yeah. oh, we really need to put something different in yeah. here. What about the weather? Let's add some tension. Mm. Yeah, so... I mean, they could have they could have done better with the environments. Does, is some of the the negativity that you're finding towards this game due to you fighting the the, the cog army that you fight in? It is robots. Like it's not. Oh, really... you fight them for like five seconds. And oh, then okay. Gone. I thought they might be through it constantly. No, no, no. You fight them for about five seconds, and then you find out. Oh, you know how you blew up the locust? Well, yeah, you didn't really. They're still there. Yeah, because these are like mutated locusts, the, yeah. the new ones. I can't remember the. What they look they exactly them. the same as the old yeah, ones. But they're though. just like a bit orange and scorched and things, right? Yeah, and and it doesn't really. I mean, they got those fucking testicle-looking things that are all <laughs> hanging around. Like, yeah, the with, testicles that hang from the roof. Yeah, yeah, and like 
you know they've got enemies inside them so if you if you blow them up a guy will jump out and try to kill yeah. you but yeah just really just didn't hit on the high notes no nah. was there any big emotional moments like remember in Gears 2 uh, I know we don't want like don't obviously nah, ex- yeah. explain to me the moment but was there a few moments like that where in Gears 2 with Cole's wife there was no. one no, no Dominic's one, wife sorry Dom's wife there was one bit but mm. it quickly changes very quickly mm. so because you, you see the trailers and you see the sizzle reels they put together and it's all about family and unity and all this so I'm assuming that they'd lean heavily on that they're bond s- they're and, still doing the family thing yeah but not that much not enough to care not a, not in depth enough to care yeah. if they kind of just like threw you into a like, yeah. like into like a group of people and be like you yeah. you care about these people yeah so they don't try and Without flesh out actually... backstory about JD and, and look um, all you gotta know is mates. like the, fu- the weirdest thing I found about the first part of the story is like <sighs> the only reason why and this isn't a massive spoiler but you get into a fight with those robot looking dudes right the cog robot army that they've made yeah but the only reason why that happens is because you go into their base and steal a fabricator oh and they just get pissed off at you and like oh we can kill you now Mm -hmm. and it's like huh so no wonder they're trying to kill us yeah because you you guys uh, install their fabricator jd and his little crew they're like deserters right yeah like like they're deserters like they left the like they were in the cog yeah they left the cog and now they're sort of on the run Yeah. yeah Yeah. So now they're just, you know, enemies of, of the cog. But it's not even like, nah. They just don't flesh it out much. Nah, it doesn't doesn't hit the mark for it's me. It's a shame. So, have either of you guys played the Titanfall story? I haven't played no. the story, but I've played an ass load of multiplayer. Because I'm, I'm going to be getting Titanfall this week. Um, I think I'm getting it too. Now, I know I've broken your trust <laughs> once. <laughs> Here we go. Fair and square. Um, but can we maybe... Do we can, we can. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll, I'll jump in and while we're on the Titanfall discussion, because you've probably been doing some other stuff you want to talk about too. The multiplayer is great. I haven't touched the campaign at all. I want to, but I know I want to try and do it in maybe one or two sessions because I know it's not an overly long campaign. It's not an overly long campaign. But Respawn have taken the original multiplayer elements and, and added some more flavor to it. I've really enjoyed it, but... The funny thing I found myself enjoying more in the multiplayer was the pilot aspect. You know, I thought playing as a Titan at times was more of a hindrance than anything because then you are just this giant bullseye on the yeah. map where at least when you're a Titan, you, I mean, not a Titan, when you're the pilot yeah. and you've got your cloaking abilities, you know, you can skulk around, you can kill other pilots, you can kill the grunts running around and what have you and, and you know, push the objective. So I found I was having more of a better experience overall when I was on foot running yeah, around. Right. okay. The Titan battles are still boss. You know, yeah. it's it's awesome going toe to toe with another Titan, especially with now that they've expanded the, the the Titan subclasses out to you know eight or nine or whatever it is. Mm. So you know, you, you go up against this big hulking one, and then you might fight a little smaller, more nimble guy rolling around. So it's a real good cat and mouse dynamic in that regard. Mm. Calling in the Titan, I found the AI when you're calling your Titan, and it just you know you set it on like patrol mode or whatever they call it, where you're still running around as the pilot and the Titan just follows you around and, and protects you. I found that pretty intuitive. Like it was hitting the enemies the second they were in, in the field of view. It wasn't just dumb AI where I got shot 12 times and oh, now I have to fight back. It was a lot more proactive as opposed to reactive, which I liked. Yep. The maps were great, very diverse. The loadouts you can do on your pilots are pretty great. Um, some of the 
little abilities, you know, the, the cloaking ability, you can throw this little little dagger into a wall and it acts as like a little sonar so you can detect who's around you and things like that. Okay. So there's a few little See that's little camping elements that you can That's innovation. That's hmm. adding a decent amount of new content to the game to make it vastly different yeah. from the first one. And it just didn't happen in Gears of War four. I think they're settling into their COD franchise style of releasing one game mm. every year and just doing the same thing, you know. And, and I don't, I don't particularly share the um, view that COD does that because yeah. in games of late, I feel like they've really innovated the single player mode. But I think um, if there is a Gears of War five, and I get the feeling that there will, oh, be, there will be, there will be. 100%. It needs to be like just so much different. I, I, I well, don't back to its roots. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't know what everyone else has said about it because I haven't seen much. Hmm. Um, it's it's, got, it's gotten, it. gotten, sorry, universal praise pretty much across the board, like high nines or minimum nine nine out of ten reviews from all the reputable houses and hubs. I don't know why. Because to me, all that stuff's so glaringly obvious that I talked about, so I don't know what. Yeah, but then I guess if you say you were reviewing the game solely off your experiences on Horde mode and you hadn't yet played the campaign... I'd say you'd probably review it a lot higher from just that experience too. Wouldn't uh, you? I, I don't know about that because if you remember, like I wasn't overly impressed with horde mode because the final boss was just two of the other bosses that we'd already faced. Mm. So I thought that was a bit of a letdown. I thought they could have had some big massive boss that would have taken us ages to bring down, but just wasn't the case. And um, there wasn't much in the way of innovation on the, on the weapons either. Um, so I was kind of like, hmm, yeah, it was fun. The only reason why it was fun because I was playing with my friends, yeah, yeah. you know, but, um, overall, I, I think we need to, on the horde mode, try it out on it, like get five of us together and try it on that hardcore difficulty. Yeah, mm. definitely. Because that's where you'll probably get the true experience with that because it was rarely on our playthroughs we did on horde. Rarely did it feel like we weren't going to complete that wave, you know. I, I felt the majority of the times, times, a few yeah. of us might drop, but you know, there's always someone there to revive us. There's always someone there to you know have you back. But I think on those higher levels where the enemies are you know, more frequent in number, high health, high damage, all that, I think it's going to be a lot more intense from the outset as opposed to waiting to those final five waves where you think, shit, this is a little bit of a test. Yeah. I'd be happy to do horde mode again anyway yeah. now that I've actually played through the campaign and I'm actually aware of the controls <laughs> and um, the weapons as well. So. Yeah. A is to roadie run. <laughs> and to roll. But, so, yeah. 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 But, um, but hmm. Titanfall worries me though hmm. because... Well, Titanfall 2 worries me because the release date that they've put this game out I think has just doomed this game from the outset to start with because... Two EA games release within a month of each other mm. and Titanfall is getting bookended by Battlefield and New COD. Sales for Titanfall 2 are already I feel like dismal. it's everything happening at the same time. Bad, bad release schedule for it. You know, because like Battlefield, COD, Gears of War, Titanfall 2, all at the same time. Yeah. It's just too much, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so I, I'm scared to think that this could be... the potential death knell for it because as you saw with the first one the first yeah. one sold great but the yeah. community evaporated after you know a month or yeah. two months I think it was when they were bringing out like they had to bring out more map packs but mm. they were charging like 20 bucks for a yeah, map yeah true yeah and, and they 
supported the game great, but uh, they were too late to the party. You know, they released free DLC after that and free little um, modes and what have you. But mm. by then, the community had moved on. And I think instead of maybe pushing this game back to, say, February or March, where there's nothing really big in that FPS space that could take the attention away from gamers, they instead put it in, you know, right in the middle of a sandwich between Battlefield 1, which is freaking amazing, which is getting rave reviews, selling like hotcakes, all this, that, the other, making a ton of money for EA. And then they've got COD coming out, which even if the game might be crap, it's still going to sell, you know, 20 million copies. Or for whatever. me, I, like, COD comes the same time every year, so there's no way they wouldn't have known that. So oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Why, would, why would you do that? Why would you not? I mean, because we had a big... We had a big sort of slump in terms of releases this year mm. where it was like two or three months with nothing happening. Pretty much. Throw, throw it in there. Give us something to do, yeah. you know? But, um, mate, I heard, um, I heard you got yourself a PSVR. I did. I did. I, um, <laughs> bit of a knee-jerk reaction. I was, I was watching some, some gameplay video and some Let's Plays and stuff on YouTube one night, and I'm like, you know what? Once you get that idea in your head, it just doesn't leave until you've I'm, done it. I'm done waiting because my initial idea, I was going to wait till Res 7 comes out and get it with Res 7 and play it then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still makes more sense anyway. But yeah, one night, I went, you know what? I want a PSVR. Obviously, the initial shipment is pretty well sold out, so I started trawling through eBay and Gumtree and all this I luckily stumbled across a, an ad which had a little bit of a sniff of desperation to it, to say the least. <laughs> Sent a message to a PSVR seller. His name will remain exempt from this, but we'll just call him Mr. PS or whatever, Mr. VR. Messaged him. In one ad, he had the PSVR for sale. Great. And I said, just naturally, do you have the, the PSVR camera? Yes, I do. Do you have the motion controllers? Yes, I do. He had them all in separate ads, I guess, to try and maximize his money instead of bundling it in you know maybe well, sell them all individually work? but how like who would need just the camera or you'd be surprised interesting okay. there's some goons out there i've found out <laughs> so anyway started the old back and forwards dance with mr vr um i said I'd, I'd like to get it all together in one hit i don't want to run around he had a couple of games as well yep. so i got two games all the gear all combined and as you know at launch the psvr was 550 for the device on its own 100 bucks for the camera, 120 bucks for the controllers. The two games I got, one was 50, one was 90. So add it up and you're looking at, you know, in excess of a thousand bucks thereabouts. And due to that sniff of desperation, I was dancing around the point and always feel out on Gumtree or on any of these sales where they live. Oh my and, God. And just not obviously to stalk them or whatever, just, you know, to find out where they are in regards to me because then I'll tack that on and be like, I'll come to you, but it's going to take me two hours to drive. So, you know, keep that in mind with the price, knock it down, so on and so forth. Did the dance. And I got it all from this guy at the end of the day for 560 bucks. So how did that conversation come about? How did you, like, where did you even open that up? I, I said I wanted to bundle it all yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then... What, and and then, then he was like, say? how much do you want to pay for it? And yeah. I'm, and, you, know, you don't never play your hand first. Three hundred bucks. Never pay, play your hand first. <laughs> and I just said, "Oh well, I'm not going to get fleeced on this. I'm not in any rush, but I'm happy to get it all if the price is right." And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, now yeah. cool, 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 cool." And so I said, "What do you want for it?" And he goes, "The second he goes, oh, I'd be happy around seven hundred. I'm like, "All right, so that's your maximum happy point. You know, obviously you're not going to go above seven hundred, but let's start whittling our way down." So I was like, "Hmm." Not happy with seven, you know, I could do maybe 
maybe six and he's like oh i can't do that can't do that and then so i was like well you know i've got the cash here right now i can meet you tomorrow get it all sorted it's all taken off your hands he's like no i can't man can't and i'm like well i'll drive to you but then you know you're two hours away because he was living um out near liverpool or something yeah right and i'm like i'll come meet you after work but I live on the northern beaches. I added a few further suburbs up and I was saying I was up near Palm Beach. So I was like way up in the boonies. Uh. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. And then I sort of said, but you know, the tolls, the fuel, all this stuff, it's going to end up costing me another 40 bucks or whatever. And that's how it got down to that 560. And then he was that desperate for it to get the cash that early. He's like, oh, could we meet up tomorrow morning instead? I work in the city. And conveniently, I had a meeting around the corner from where his office was. So I'm like, uh, I'm going the opposite way the next day, but I can't really do it. And I ended up agreeing with him, met him in the city. You know, he carted all this stuff in, like it was box loads of gear, all in the boxes, all the receipts, everything. So I've got my warranty, all that. There's no worry. Wow. He's used it twice. Shocked there was receipts. Yeah. Yeah. Used it twice. So I'm sorted. What did he say was the reason why he needed to get rid of it? Um, He just reckons... He said he was too busy, but he's clearly got some financial issues, I dare say. Mm. You, can usually, you can usually smell a desperate person that needs some quick cash. Yikes. And this guy needed some quick cash. And just so happened, I was in town and uh, got him his cash. So He's happy. You've played I'm happy. It. I've played it. I've only played two games on it so far. I've dabbled with the Batman game. Yep. Amazing. What's that game Amazing. Like? I haven't finished it. I only played the Batman game for probably maybe half an hour. It's because in between me doing this hustle for that, I was just got back from Canberra, flew out to Melbourne the next day. So I only got to, you know, dip my toe into the VR realm briefly. Yeah. But holy crap, it is awesome. Yeah. The Batman especially, you you know, the whole where the cowl was their tagline for this game. And it feels that you are Batman. Yeah. Had my headphones on, had my headset on. So completely blocked out to the the real world (laughs) in the Batcave putting your bat belt on and everything like that you know you see your bat gloves you're looking down you see your belts change to the new you know the yeah the bat belt with all your gear on it and everything like that and it was awesome just skulking around the bat cave graphically looked great the sound was on point it's just you're slipping into these completely different worlds that are unlike anything we know today and it's just sold me like i know these games probably aren't the benchmark of where VR will be for the next probably year or so. Like a lot of the games you finish in an hour, you finish in two hours. So they're more so single sitting, single experience games. But yeah, I'm, I'm keen as beans. You know, I'm eager this week to dive more into it. And maybe next weekend, if we've got some time, we'll set it all up here and we'll have a muck around with it. But that was awesome. I played, uh, the until dawn, um, offshoot that they've got. It's been annoying because Until Dawn was my favorite game of last year. Yeah. And all they've really done with this new one is grab that Until Dawn name, put the main you know, bad guy into the game, and that's where the similarities end. Like you're riding this roller coaster, you're in like this haunted theme park ride, riding this roller coaster using the, the um, PlayStation controllers to shoot things, mm. various jump scares and things like that. And that's the basis of that game. You know, you're riding a roller coaster, trying to kill everything to get the high score, to go on the leaderboard. Plenty of jumps. The vertigo that I felt though on the roller coaster when it was going up and down made my stomach drop, even though I was sitting stationary in a seat. So that's a bit of a jarring type of situation that's for cool. your brain. So for the whole thing, you were sitting. You weren't. You don't have to sort of walk around. For that one, I was sitting. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Obviously, some of the other ones, you've got a bit more movement and you're sort of moving around, at least from your, you know, your hips up. Yeah, okay. Swaying yeah. around and whatnot. But this one, I was sat fixed position in the seat, moving your arms and your head for until dawn. But yeah, just the tricks it plays on your body and your mind where you've ridden a roller coaster before. So you know when you go down a drop, your brain tells yourself, get ready because your stomach's going to be in your mouth. And even when you're sitting and not moving, you still get that feeling. Mm. And it was just like it just threw me out a little bit for a second there and yeah it's i'm excited to see you guys and and talk to you about it more how you feel when you dive into some of these games because it's it's unlike anything i've experienced in gaming before and interesting it's got me really excited for that medium like moving forward when technology improves you know even trying more of the vive and the rift and things which has got a little bit more power a bit more um, superior on the graphics bit more interaction and breaking down of these walls you know jumping into that 4d based environment and things like that i'm really excited to see where they take it all sick Hmm. what about you ali Uh, apart from playing uh campaign gears i also tried out the new well newish biker download that they've done for a gta oh yeah i saw that is that the one that tied into halloween uh, yeah, so I think they did have like a little Halloween element mm. as well. The masks that came from that are awesome. Mm. So. Um, but yeah, um, I actually really enjoy this like biker element because I feel like the uh, the little side quests that you do are just a bit more entertaining and then you have your own little dodgy little side businesses as well. So They had a biker storyline in GTA 4, didn't they? Um, yeah, what was that mm. one? They were like Sons of Liberty or something yeah, like they yeah. called. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the double up with uh, the Ballad of Gay Tony, wasn't correct, it? Correct, yeah. correct, yeah. Yeah, but um, this this is like how they introduced that CEO kind of expe- well, download as well into the GTA Online universe. And this is kind of like that where you get a group of people and you create like a biker gang, you have your little hangout and then you do these little missions where you build up uh, stock for your business and then you pretty much like sell it and then it goes out to your to your squad and yeah the things that you do are just fun and then not to mention just like ragging out on each other based on you know <laughs> your bikes and you get to create like your own little um tag i guess for your bikey group so yeah own little emblem and you can put them on your leather jackets as well what so. was your bikey group called I don't remember what it's called. The Hellhounds, I think it's called. The Hellhounds? I think so. I it's like not it. mine. It's not mine. It's my friend's because Lord knows I can't do anything on GTA by myself. You're so. just a prospect at the moment in the Hellhounds. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. I've got the, the worst. I've got the worst bike as well. It's like it, it literally is covered in rust. Uh, I don't have enough money. I don't I play it you, I thought you were going to say it was a Vespa or something like yeah. that. I wanted to do that. I wanted, <laughs> to, I wanted to jump on the Vespa, but um, yeah, no. Uh, I decided to at least keep in the theme of getting a bike, but it's literally covered in rust. And it turns out I'm pretty bad at because one thing it lets you do is it lets you like um like drive as a squad, and it has this like line. So if you stick together, you know you sh- you get like shielded and everything Got like that. Got that flying V going on. Pretty much, quack quack quack. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Estevez. <laughs> But it's lots of fun, but I'm really bad at riding bikes. My friend showed me a video where I pretty much knocked him into a tree and then myself <laughs> into a car. So but it's, it's tons of fun. And it, um, it has this thing now where you can like get a wrench and like start hitting cars on your bike like road oh, rash. Yes. Ah, yes. So, and then you okay. can have your mate at the back and they can like kick a car. Like, that's cool. It, that's, that's, that's awesome. Fun. That's, that's awesome. I need to jump in there with you because I picked it up after yourself and Sam talked about it with crazy energy a couple of months back but mm. i haven't played it yet so i need to get that in and jump in and 
yeah. join the Hellhounds. Yeah, definitely. I'll, if you're get, looking for more members, yeah. my mate Kev in Canada, he'll um he'll show you around. So yeah, it's just stupid fun, which is always good for GTA. Mm. Yeah, I love that open world chaos. Yeah, and that that game, I can't believe how many goddamn units they're still moving to this day. Like you look yeah. at look at the top ten sales month on month, and it's always in there, always hovering about five. Mm. And this game, what's been out for what two and a half years, mm. maybe it's more, like more than that, yeah. maybe three, mm. and it's still just selling boatloads. So, yeah, Rockstar onto a good thing with that franchise. Like now, let's do it for Red Dead. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Have we spoken with you since all the Red Dead announcements and things like that? I think so. I think we we had a brief chat about it, and I'm still in the same wavelength as you guys. So. Mm. I am looking forward to an online element, but I still am completely captivated with just graphics and that environment. So yeah, it's it's a it's a weird timeline that doesn't get a huge amount of attention. I find you know yeah. there's not yeah. a ton of like there's a few Western games out there that you can name. Yeah, you know, Gun, Red Dead, and a few others, but there isn't. Gun is a good one. It isn't a well that they go back to pretty regularly out in the gaming world, which is a bit sad because it's you know it's such an untamed part of history that's got so much story you could mm. sort of feed off yeah but i'm hanging out for red dead 2 yeah yeah nice hanging for red dead 2 mm. i just hope it i hope it goes well i hope they don't let us down like a lot of things have mm. this year I, I think it will because rockstar just especially for these games of this scope and this magnitude they don't or they rarely under under deliver i find like every grand theft auto game just is a further step forward from the one before that was even that was critically acclaimed and yep. brilliant and story and all, all the all the greatness behind it. So I think that they've been working on this game for a while. The fact that they've announced it, you know, a year and a bit out, they're just going to put so much polish on this thing and it's just going to be... That's what we hope. Ama- yeah, we hope. <laughs> we hope. But I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Praying. You been doing anything else this week, Curbs? Um, I watched that show, The Crown. <laughs> The Crown? Yeah. What is that? Um, it's about Queen Elizabeth. Did <laughs> 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 you have your... It was really captivating. Pot of tea as you watched <laughs> I it? I could have, but... Who played Queen Elizabeth? I don't know. <laughs> Some chick, but... Some lady. Nailed it. Like, it, obviously, it's not really a show that I would seek out to watch, but, you know, my, oh, my wonderful wife was going to watch it, and I was sitting there and gave it a bit of a go, and I got pretty well hooked <laughs> straight up. What... Obviously, it's, it's it spans based around her life. Yeah, it's like each season spans um, seasons. Well, it's they've only done the first one, oh. but the idea is that each season will span a specific time period of her um, reign, and or even like before that, because the first one is like when she's quite young, and yeah, yeah like they just the characterization is really really good. The script is amazing, and you know the way they portray people like um, uh, like. Uh, Oh, Winston Churchill um, and, you know, the king and all that kind of stuff. It's really great. I, I recommend it to anyone. That's a bit left to center. Yeah, I did not <laughs> expect that. No, like, you know, no, branch out. <laughs> I've been watching too much SVU lately. Oh. You can never watch too much I know, SVU. I know. SVU is like one of those ones that you can just watch again and again. Except and again. the late, like, since Stable is gone, the yeah. show is slowly but surely just, you know... Falling off the it's cliff. Still got to get like, him in for an interview, I think. <laughs> Have you seen him these days? I don't think he owns a phone. He's just this bohemian hippie with this white grey goatee and just oh floating around. He's on Instagram. You should check out the photos he posts. Like it looks <laughs> like he's Instagram. living under a bridge. Oh god. So Chris, we're here for you, mate. You know you want to come him. on and 
charges. Talk some foo or energy crystals. Yeah. Talk some Oz. Talk some, talk some Oz. Yeah, talk some. Yeah. I'd even happily talk about your brief stints on True Blood, even though that show sort of went to hell. True Blood was it? Yeah, one of the latest seasons. Mm. A show that's fantastic that I've been watching is Ash vs. Evil Dead, the second season at the moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is so goddamn good. Stars and Sam Raimi and co. And Bruce Campbell, who's back returning as Ash, lead character from, from the movies from the outset. It's so perfectly done. They take that tongue-in-cheekness of Evil Dead Army of Darkness mm. and put all the gore and the shock and the demons and the deadites and things from one and two, and I guess you could say, and the, the reboot that they did, yeah. which I think was really well done. Very visceral. I kind of get the campiness of it. Like, I get it, yeah. but I just I can't get on board. I don't know why. Some of it's pretty bad. Like. Yeah, but this the second season, so they're halfway through the second season now. Lucy Lawless is in it. Who's just ageless and just crushes it in this? She's the chick from Xena, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. Xena. Xena yeah. can't fly. Yeah. yeah, so she's in this. <laughs> They've got these other two characters, Kelly and Pablo, that are sort of Ash's sidekicks in this. That just the dynamic between the three is fantastic. Ash is just an old man now, old, not old, but older, you know, tipping fifty or whatever, and he's just this sexist, creepy dude that still just fights demons, has a chainsaw hand and a shotgun, and. Some of the gore scenes in it, like some of the, like the impalings, the decapitations, the amputations, all that, it's blood and guts everywhere. Like, <laughs> looks like there's a high-pressure hose turned on. There's just blood and viscera going all over the place. Like, it is good fun. The episodes are like 22 minutes long, so little bangers. First season, I think, it was 10 episodes. They've just done the eighth episode of the second season. So anyone that likes a little bit of horror, a little bit of gore, but a little bit of black comedy as well, mm. check it out because I can't talk highly enough of this show. It's so well done, so easy to watch. It's like a pop. It's popcorn cinema on your telly. Mm. But yeah, just be be warned. There is some, there is some gore in the second season. You do see a little bit of man penis, and Ash, Ooh. Ash's head goes up a guy's ass. Oh wow! So be warned for that. But as otherwise, opposed to female penis, yeah, yes, there was nearly female penis because there was a trans. There's like a transgender prostitute in one of the episodes. Ooh, so okay, it could have nearly happened. There you go. So Ash vs. Evil Dead is my recommendation of the week. Excellent. Well, in two weeks, we will oh. be recording Kerbo Quests. Dun, dun, dun. Looking forward to it. It's going to be happy. I, I don't know if I finished your character sheet. I haven't looked on the Dropbox. I mean the Drive. Yeah. yeah so. not, not to mix those two brands up with their cloud-based storage. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Keen. Stay tuned. Keen. We're going we're to get that all across the internet once it's done. Yeah. Ali and I were talking offline before and we just realized that neither of us have ordered any or purchased any dice. So we will get that done. I'm a bit, bit like, I want some badass dice though. I I've been looking. Cool. I've been yeah. looking. Yeah. Yeah. Your local game shop will, will have some there. Yeah. So Keen is mustard for that. Quick one before we jump into the news. We haven't heard anything from our friends over in Myanmar. I know we reached out for comment regarding the EA origin stories from uh, you know, 40th episode. Hopefully you uh, legends over there are doing okay, yep. surviving with your lack of Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2 and the like. If you can hear this, hope you're okay. Mm, yeah, We certainly haven't stopped supporting the region here on The Hungry Gamers. Yep. <laughs> Stay strong. Godspeed. Should we dive into a bit of news? Please. There's not much. So it's a shallow dive. Shallow dive. Well, you know, 
Let's just do it anyway. This week's news headlines. The first one, which I think is fantastic. It just further goes to show the support that Blizzard are putting behind this game. This weekend coming from the 18th through the 21st, there's another free Overwatch weekend for Xbox One, PS4. Hmm. I think it extends to PC as well. I'm not 100% certain. I'm, I'm fairly sure it would. Why it, it makes no sense that they wouldn't. Mm. But anyone that still hasn't played Overwatch, get on it this weekend. Free to play. No cost to you. Good little teaser to get in, experience this uh, you know unique. It's becoming more team based um, chaos. It's becoming more popular on the pro gaming circuit. You got the teams playing it in competitive yeah, esports now. There was now, a competitive so. for that, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. At um over BlizzCon. Yeah, and yeah. The, and the cash pool was like. $1.8 million, something like that, the yeah, prize pool? Probably. Damn, I think they get good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's insane how big that game's gotten, mm. you know, and it just continues to grow. They're talking about potential raid elements getting instilled into the game now, which could add a further element to it. They, they sort of played on that PVL aspect with the Halloween special they did with Junkenstein's Revenge, mm. which was great. Sombra, I still haven't played with her yet. I really want to. I've watched a lot of gameplay. I think she's a little bit OP at the moment from what yeah. I can it's see. Looking that way. <laughs> but um, so no doubt the, the nerfs will be coming, but that game just keeps going from strength to strength. Like It's good to see that a company so far really can't make a bad move like yeah. Yeah. with a game. So, you know, I don't want to jinx them, but <laughs> it's been really good so far. Mm. I would love for them to make an Overwatch movie. Yeah, that'd be interesting. They've got a lot of lore that they're mining out, obviously, with the game and these little Do you mean like big budget reels. movie or do you mean just like, you know, like just a straight a CGI to DVD? One. I'd be happy with, yeah, straight to DVD, CG, yeah. CGI one. They could probably <laughs> release it and make millions at the box office anyway. But I think it's a great story to tell. Each one of those little, you know, six-minute character movies they make and then they mesh in some story. Yeah. They're all so well done, like... Blizzard just their video animators and whatnot are just some of the best in the industry. Yeah. The the trailers and the hype reels and everything they make for all their games just sell them. Like I remember watching the was it Legion. Legion's the latest WoW yep. trailer. Yep. And Varian Rin's out there, you know, having airship battles and Sylvanas is there as well. And just you watch those, I sit there and go, I could easily watch ninety minutes of this. Yeah. You know, put a price on it, I'll buy it, I don't care. Like What about the Warcraft movie? It was a bit rough. It was pretty rough. <laughs> I didn't touch it. That yeah, I, I finished it. I pushed through it. It was, it was pretty rough. Um, I think it still made them an arseload of money. And mm-hmm. it's the first of a trilogy I think they've got planned. God. Great. So that'll be interesting. But yeah, just, just make CGI ones. That Disney and Pixar and that have proven that there's a market yeah. for animated film out there. And because Overwatch has a little bit of a lighter tone as opposed to, say, a WoW or a Diablo, you could cater to the younger audience with it, you know? But, like, essentially it is violent. It is violent. So... Yeah. And it is, you know, stopping assassinations and all this. and So there is some hard truths that they tackle. Hard truths? I, like, I didn't get to see it, but I heard that they released a bit of a May story where it was apparently her and a bunch of scientists froze themselves... And only May was the one that got out or something like oh, that. That's what I've heard. I haven't seen that as well. That sounds... But I'm like, that is morbid as hell. Mm. Like, and it just makes him sad because May's so sweet. Yeah. So Maybe that's why. 
<laughs> just the morbid storytelling. Yeah. I agree. Like, I could probably watch a bunch of series, like, honestly. Mm. But. That's the thing. It'd be smart if someone like a Netflix or equivalent picked it up and said, you know, make mm. make a 10 episode series, 20 minute episodes long or something like that. Like, people would watch it. Yeah. If it's got a hook. It's got a market. Like, the sales and the growing community proves that there's a demand for this. And just Blizzard rarely release, you know. <laughs> unsuccessful material mm. yeah. across the board. You know what was surprisingly success, uh, successful over Halloween? What's that? Pokemon Go. Oh. The old beast which we thought, you know, was oh, dying yeah. or fading they, into they the darkness. They put new things into it, it, it didn't it they? It died. It died, but it rose from the ashes over Halloween. They had a special, like, ghost-type event for yeah. five days over Halloween. Yeah. And over that five days, have a guess how many ghost-type Pokemon were caught. A million. No. Five. <laughs> you got it! Nah, 1.3 billion. Jeez. Jesus Christ. So, obviously we can't drill down probably... Oh, there's probably facts somewhere. I just haven't taken the time to find out how many players that tr- translates to. But yeah, there's, there's still a community there. There's still people out there that love this game. I, I still see the occasional person walking along the street, you know, with their phone in hand, looking, swiping, trying to catch this, that, the other. Do you think long term it's going to stick around? Do you no. think there's a possibility if they can evolve this game to a degree? I think yeah. If they introduce battling, um, and you know, leveling your own characters, and sort of porting that original Game Boy game into this Pokemon Go universe. I think it has a lot of life left in it. Yeah, I, I think they needed to probably bring the battling out a few months ago. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it was announced probably a few weeks into the yeah. release of the original game and yet they've sat on it now for, what, six months maybe? Yeah. A lot of that fanfare and that social media mentality in the world where, you know, they're flicking already through to a new story and whatnot. They've, yeah. they've moved on. You know, I got my little Pokemon fix that caught some... Caught some Magikarp, Evolve, Wonder, or Gyarados. I'm happy. You know, case closed for me. But there is still some people out there that want to catch them all. But there's no trading element still in there that they've, they've promised. The mm. battle element's gone. I mean, how much are they going to push it, especially now that they've released, you know, they're releasing the new Pokemon game? So it's mm. like, wouldn't they rather the people pick mm. that up? Pick up a DS? Yeah, maybe, yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, so Sun and Moon, that's out what? In a couple of weeks? Yeah. Two weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah, soon. Quite soon, yeah. Very soon. Are you guys going to dive onto that? No. I'm going to say no, but I know I'll probably change my mind like I usually do. So something very uh, cute about some of these like variations of the Pokemons that they've released. So I think I've done that story enough times to, you know, not, not do it again. No, and that's fair. You know. That's totally but fair. But this one's set in Hawaii. Oh, well, an offshoot of Hawaii. You know? Yeah. They're like, they're all kind of, to me, they're all kind of fairly similar. Yeah. So it's true. Really mm. into it. But it, it'll still, still sell a boatload. Yeah, for I, sure. I'm just waiting for Nintendo. Obviously, January 12th is their big Switch reveal or, or Switch uh, coming out party where yeah. they're going to dive into all those details. Mm. And I reckon around then or not too far from then, they're going to say we're ceasing production of, obviously, the Wii U. They've already done that. Which is, yeah, roundabout. I think that was last week. I think yep. they confirmed that that's done. But I reckon they also need to, especially to ensure that the Switch is going to translate into sales for them, they need to come out and say, we're going to also stop production of the 3DS by February. Because Switch comes out in March. 
Yeah. If they're going to have two handheld, you know, products out in direct competition, they need to come out for Nintendo's long term. I think they need to come out and say the Switch is the way forward. Mm. All the 3DS based content is going to be on there. You know, maybe they'll port the existing 3DS games on there, same as the Wii U stuff, because otherwise it's just they've got conflicting product in the market. But I don't see why they wouldn't not do Like, why wouldn't you have two products out there? Just make them available. Like, they really don't have much of a competitor when it comes to mobile, like, consoles. So, what, PS Vita? And so yeah, they're not in competition not really with that, really. So, if you have, like, two options out there, they're not at a loss. Yeah, but I think this switch is going to come out at a price point where it might not be that big a jump from the 3ds so naturally people would just say well or or they'll get the cheaper 3ds when they're going to get i'd say longer battery life on the 3ds because it's not running a 720p resolution on there which is what they're saying is going to be spitting out on the switch so the battery life is going to be i think the the main pressure point for the switch when it gets unveiled like you probably want minimum or you know three hours i'd say battery life when you're out and about in the world to see yeah. you through, but it's going to be hard for a unit that that small running 720p with you know an Nvidia card in the back of it. It's going to get pretty thirsty, so I'm curious to see how how they're going to circumvent around that to ensure that it will be portable. Because mm. having a portable console is all well and good, but if you can get an hour out of it and then you've got to charge it again, yeah. it defeats the purpose. It really so. does. Yeah, I oh, know. I think it'll they'll overcome that. They have mm. to. Yeah, I'm. I'm I still think Nintendo, for long-term success for them, is to stop making hardware and sell sell their IP to Sony and Xbox mm. or Sony and Microsoft. You know, it's it's a lot cheaper to make games as opposed to making the hardware and everything to run said games. Yeah. So I reckon come maybe 12 months into this Switch life cycle, if it isn't selling the units they want, be by the 2020s, they might be doing the games to other platforms. Mm. That's sad. I don't want to think I know. about that. I know, but I just see that evolution happening, you know, similar to Atari, similar to Sega, all these... Recipes. Yeah, all these big hardware houses that were known as the platform made a few missteps. Sales didn't go where they needed to, so they had to pivot and transition down that software route. And I think if the Switch doesn't do the numbers they hope... No, like you look at the Wii U, I think they predicted to sell 100 million Wii U's and they sold 13 million. Yeah. So 13% of what their target was. That's a big loss. So the Switch is probably going to be the fork in the road long term for Nintendo, I reckon. Interesting concepts. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a calculated but bold statement, I think. Yeah. Or bold yet calculated statement. It's probably the better way to say it. Either way. It's all good for me, mate. Either way. Either way. They've they've announced a ton of new Mass Effect Andromeda information. Oh. To to my excitement and sure. glee. Yeah, yeah. Obviously N seven day was last week, which is November seventh. Mm. So Mass Effect Day. They've confirmed some information on the multiplayer. They've also said this isn't the start of a new trilogy. They are saying that it is probably going to be multiple games in the franchise, but this isn't start point A. There's going to be no real direct correlation into the original trilogy. We're in a whole new universe. We're not in the Milky Way galaxy that was seen in 1, 2, and 3. Your companions can't die, which is something that I was a bit upset about. Mm. Not that I like seeing people die, but I like <laughs> that there's more weight to your decisions. Sure, yeah, yeah. One of the biggest things I remember doing Mass Effect 2 
and the last mission depending on you know the, the levels of con- connection and, and friendship you have with some of your your um your companions and if you didn't level up your ship to a certain level people would die when you're trying to get through this asteroid belt and whatnot and hits you heavy hits you hard when you when you see those losses for these people that you grew attached to over 100 hours so mm. that was a bit annoying um there's there's mineral scanning in there so there's going to be a bit more of an exploration element in there where, where you land on all these new alien planets they've uh, confirmed that you customize your entire family so obviously you play as one of the rider um, children you can either be the boy or the girl you are the the son or the daughter of alec rider who was part of one of the was an n7 agent you are sort of a, a young agent in training you're not a badass like you were a shepherd when you sort of came straight out yeah big galaxy maps tied into it which was great which was seen throughout the entirety of the first trilogy you know can zoom into certain parts of the galaxy look at certain planets get air density all this mm. composition no original crew members sadly are going to be in this trilogy all in andromeda for now so you won't be seeing garish you won't be seeing miranda you won't be seeing anyone because this is set i think it's 600 years in the future you're part of a crew that's like a you know you, you're going to farm and explore this foreign galaxy to see if there's hospitable or livable planets yeah so you're in cryostasis to wake up 600 years later it's it's a one-way trip you know is, is the way they're selling the storyline uh-huh. in this you go there with four other fleet ships they've got four other alien races on there uh-huh. there's there's seven classes but it's not fixed classes like there was in the original trilogy it's going to be going down like a skill tree so you can then start making hybrid classes where you might be doing the typical soldier archetype in conjunction with um, the engineer or the medic or you know the telekinesis abilities and things like that. So you've got a little bit more flexibility on your playstyle, and then you become a bit more of a jack of all trades type of explorer in this new galaxy. So nice. I'm excited. <laughs> comes out in March. The day it comes out, you probably won't see me for two weeks. I dare say I might even just turn the phone off. <laughs> I'm just diving into this. You know, I love this series so much. Bioware have hooked me top to tail the fact that they're doing these little n7 based reveals they've got a multiplayer beta coming out very shortly which i've signed up for hopefully i can get in was a long 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 checklist to get into this a lot of questions you had to answer so they're vetting very thoroughly who's going to be playing this beta i wonder if they were looking for ultimate fans i think so it felt almost like i was filling out a, a job interview Wow. Uh, what do you know about Mass Effect? What was the highlights of it? What didn't you like? How much hours have you spent in this section? What was your opinions on the multiplayer in that three? All like this. The right way to how do, do you, it. How do you think you went? I think I went pretty good. Mm. It's still available. I, I think if you just Google it or just go via the Bioware website, you'll still be able to sign up for it. Mm. But just bear in mind, allocate maybe half an hour to fill this thing out because <laughs> it's not a simple checkbox. Yes, I want to play the beta. It is very, very in depth. You've got to be paying attention to everything because there's checkboxes on checkboxes on checkboxes and I usually missed one or two here and then you had to go back and find it and all this bloody nonsense. But get on it. I'm keen. The world should be keen because Mass Effect is fantastic. I know you've never played one, Ali. <laughs> no, you've I have never touched it. <laughs> so I'm like getting all the information here. I'm like, all right. It's so good. <laughs> so good. I, I don't doubt that it's like, you know, because I'm very familiar with all the fans and how much hype, like how much you guys are into this damn yeah, game. So yeah. I know it's no like phase. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the series or the games that I've played where I haven't been 
Like I've been the most emotionally invested into this series out of probably anything else I've ever played. Like I've bloody laughed, I've cried, I've been angry. All like I've ridden the roller coaster of video game emotions due to this series, and I can't wait to feel that bloody roller coaster again come next March when Andromeda drops. You might not feel shit if you can't kill your companion. Yeah, yeah. The fact that they came out and said that outright before the game came out is a little yeah. bit of a jolt because why would you give away such a thing like that when you yeah. know almost now irrespective of any decision you make johnny smith beside you there is going to be there at the end you know giving you high fives good old johnny but oh old johnny smith but i guess if you read into it it's like decisions you make might not kill your companions but they still could die due to outside decisions mm. it's the way i like to look at it a laser to the head meaning mm. floozies at the bar yeah goddamn floozies anyway it's light week on news. It's just come up to Chrissy. There ain't a whole lot doing. What? Uh, I heard you had some backlash, re Tim Tam flavors by <laughs> <laughs> the old yes. Twitter sphere. So, so Tim Tam Gate is uh, ripe <laughs> on the Twitters. That's such a journalistic cliche yeah. to just tack Gate onto yeah. anything. <laughs> I, I think we Tim were Tim Fence. I think we were trending <laughs> just under election twenty sixteen there for a while on Twitters with this one. The world came up in arms regarding these mango... I didn't get anything. Mango, pineapple... I, I thought um, I was the most opinionated about it. No one hit you me You were, up. but you don't interact on Twitter. You just have an account. Oh, I was, I was, I was dropping some truth this week. I have to have a look. I have to go back. <laughs> I dropped the truth on you about your Pornhub there. You know? Oh, yes, you did. I remember that. <laughs> That's good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so... retweeted like seven times. Had, had a couple of people there come out and they said they have tried the old mango and pineapple Tim Tams. They're absolutely dog shit. Avoided all costs was one of the ones I heard. I could have told you that. I've never even eaten them. Yeah, and what was the other one? There was a flavor combination which I, I got behind. I'm just trying to find it in my Twitters here. Hang on a I'm second. I'm just anti-chocolate and fruit. I know everyone is a big fan of either like orange and chocolate and strawberry and chocolate, but no, I like I like fruit and nut chocolate, like Cadbury fruit and nut. I like that. Yeah, I like Black Forest. Oh, I don't it's like the, cherry. That's the but the Cadbury Black Forest is really good because it? it's infused with cookie crumble. Oh, okay. So yeah, definitely a vibe. <laughs> um, a Tim Tam versus Ben and Jerry's type of collaboration was something. Yeah, that it's a good I, one. I a few, oh, it's a no, good one. I, whore, I saw and heard and read a few times. So Tim Tam and Ben and Jerry's. You could even just make um, all those Ben and Jerry flavors. A lot of them would translate to a Tim Tam. They've got some yeah. good ones. Flavors, uh, Tonight dough, sure. Mm, the um, yeah, the the cookie dough ones, yeah. fantastic. Um, I can't even remember all their cute little names they have attached to them, but there's some ripper ones there. Yeah. I don't like the fish food one though. You just what? you don't get enough in the in the tub. You need more. Yeah. But I like going to the to the actual Ben and Jerry's place at Chatswood. I don't mm. think I've ever been. Yeah, it's fun. There's yeah. one down in Manly as well. They do this fudge Always and cream. Always queued out the out the road. Yeah, it's good stuff. I like the um. I can't remember the word they use the ones, but they've got like the the flavoring down the middle of them. Oh yeah. Like, like, like there was like a peanut, yeah, there's or, like a peanut butter like cylinder like down yeah. through the middle, yeah. And they've done a caramel one and a chocolate version Interesting. one. Interesting. You can sort of they can heat it up a second so it sort of warms it up, and then it, all the the Ben and Jerry sort of just crumbles into it, and it's Ooh. it's like a thick shake. Great. Now I feel like ice cream. I should go and get that uh, Golden Gay Time Cornetto that oh. we saw. No, don't. It's not very good. It's not. No, it was, it was quite underwhelming. I must say. 
What what got you? Um, well, first of all, it's chocolate. So what? Yeah, it's not uh, like it's a chocolate gay time cornetto. It's not like a gay time proper gay time. It tastes it very different. Sad. And it was the chocolate in it. There's something wrong with it. It's not right. So it was very um, underwhelming. It's a bit of a heartbreaker. Yeah, it is. So can I have my eye on it? I don't. Mm. Um, I, I do not rate. But um, the Olaf ice cream is actually not too bad. Oh, they're they're the spin on the old old mate Bubble Bill. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like the Olaf. That's quite good. I love that movie. No, nah. I've never care. seen it, and nah. I refuse to see it. You're on your own. Olaf carries that entire movie. <laughs> like if he wasn't in there, it would be rough to watch. Why but would you just... name a food Olaf? Oh, because it's named after the. That's the snowman's no, I know, name. But you still wouldn't hmm. say I'm yeah. going to bite the into SpongeBob an Olaf. one's quite good too. Yeah, it's got some good thickness to it. I don't mind that. Like a bit of that girth. Yeah, some <laughs> girthy sponge. Into it. What is? What flavor is the SpongeBob? Yeah, there's no. I'm flavor. assuming it's pineapple. No, there's no oh, flavor. Banana. It's, just, maybe. it's all the same. Oh, yeah. It's all vanilla. Sponge flavor. I had the best, uh, like those little animated ice creams. I got one uh, when I was in San Diego. It was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Oh, oh, nice. It was so good, but it was at like one of those carnival things. And so I was walking around with it and all these like little boys were like, oh, like, yeah, actually <laughs> that's, that's, so good. that's a really guilty pleasure of mine down near where I live. They've got the um, farmer's market mm-hmm. and the farmer's market. There's got the guy in the classic Mr. Whippy van and he does the absolute best Pig fat. I was about to say, he's probably got some good pigs. (laughs) Like, the best. Like, so old school. And he's got, like, the umbrella. And the the van looks like it's been untouched. Like, it's so perfectly manicured. And he's got the handwritten signs. And, you know, they do the classics. The the double chock top, the double chock top flake, double chock top rocket with the nuts that you dip in or... Hundreds and thousands. Which the is clown? That's mine. Yeah. That's my go to. It's just the hundreds yeah, and thousands. Yeah, clown face. He does the clown. He has a mean clown face. That's the <sighs> smarty eyes and the, yep. the lolly the teeth. teeth. Yeah. yeah. And the, then the banana. Sprinkles also on the top. Yeah. yeah. So I do love going down to Canterbury Farmers Market and getting. Mr. Whippy. Yeah. You couldn't be any further from a farm there. No, I know. Hmm. No. I think the closest farm you'd get from there, like Dural. Yeah. Or Richmond. <laughs> yeah. Or Barrel. I don't know. So, but yeah, love me some farmer's market. I One thing on the whippies, I can't just blanket it across the entire whippy name, obviously, but my experiences with the Mr. Whippies as of late is the prices are getting insane. Yeah. It's like $8 for a goddamn whippy comb with some hundreds, excuse me, hundreds and thousands yeah, of mate, them. Like, that's inflation in real time. That's where I feel it, you know. People talk about interest rates and, you know, home loans and mortgages. When I go to whips... It's like, what are you talking about? My freckle. It's mm. gone up by 80 cents. What are you, what are you doing to me? Mm. Can't, uh, can't deal. Where do you stand on those big giant freckles you can get? You've seen them ones that are like the size of a mint patty? Yeah, I'm, I'm down for them. Yeah? 100%. Don't think the chocolate's too thick? It like no, no. shatters and almost stabs you in no, the cheek? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, you're just doing it wrong if that's what's happening. Yeah, see, you've got teeth and what you do is you chew. <laughs> no, but when you first bite it because... <laughs> just downing shards. <laughs> I, I don't know if like where I bought them from, they, they keep them cool in like... Maybe that's what it is. ...a commercial yeah. freezer. Maybe. But I bit into one of them and it just like snapped straight in half and the point of it just nearly shot through my cheek. Like, Fuck, imagine that going to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have we got here? Oh, yeah, just another freckle. Another freckle. <laughs> Curse you, Cabri, or whoever makes them. Uh, Definitely not, aren't it? Because they're, they're on their game. No. Yeah, they're good. They're doing all right. 
Yeah, whippy gate. Ben. <laughs> chucking a gate on there at the end. Drawbridge. When in doubt, you want to make it a talking point, just add gate and you're good to go. <laughs> then you get a crowd of people outraged mm. for no oh. reason. So, what now? We've got some new releases we can talk about. Great. It's only a uh, small assortment. Thanks for that enthusiasm, <laughs> Reese Kirby. <laughs> Please talk about the new releases. It's probably the last week, which or one of the last weeks leading up to Christmas, that's got a you know reputable title here. Of, oh, and funny enough, you know we were talking about when Pokemon's out, it's on the new releases here. Oh, there you go. We're paying attention today. <laughs> there you go. So the first one actually watched a bit of gameplay footage of this yesterday. There was a few streamers that have got early access to Watch Dogs Two. Ah. So Ubisoft have been kind enough to float out some early access codes to get a little bit of that pre-release us, hype. We're not streaming yet. No. No, we're not. Need to. Soon, yeah. I bought a... Um, obviously, I bought a green screen. It's not ah, here yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bought a light box thingamajigger. Oh, okay. Fancy. Because you need this kind of stuff, I found mm. out. I was stress testing the, the Logitech C920, which apparently is the streamer's webcam, right? Mm. But um, unless you've got some, some good fixed lighting, you know, some good white light and stuff, you're up to shit. There you I, go. I sat there tweaking hue and contrast and brightness and all this I'm sitting there going mate I sell cameras for a living I know how this works but I couldn't refine this thing to get a respectable goddamn resolution and steady frame rate it was frustrating me so I went and ordered a light box online so they'll be seeing our mugs online for too long they will I reckon the next couple of weeks well they've already seen a bit <clears> of it seen a little bit of it the old uh, Outlast 2 demo yep hope you like that it's been going well. It's sitting up nearly 1,400 clicks now. So I'd love it's to humming hear, along. I'd love to hear audience reaction on out of like any scary scenario out of watching that Outlast. Who would you feel more comfortable with? I'd say you. I'd say Seth because he just made fun of everything. <laughs> but he had, he had a couple of good jumps in there. Mm. The best part was what he said. He's like, are they babies? Oh my God, they're babies. They're real babies. And he's treading on them. No, I liked it when he walked, like that guy's chasing you down the staircase and he chases you out and he turns around with gets his camera. He goes, I got you on film. Oh, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Like a <laughs> current affair that. style. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he did that a few times in like when I was cutting up each, each one of our playthroughs, he did that a couple of times. <laughs> I think he might've mentioned Yana Vent in there or Tracy <laughs> Grimshaw or something, but took her out for copyright reasons. So. Yeah, Watch Dogs 2, November the 15th, PS4 and Xbox One. Nice. I'm keen to see how this goes. I want to see some reviews first. Yeah. Because the first one was pretty anticlimactic. Yeah, it was I, all right. I played the alpha and it was great. I didn't and they mind took it. all the great stuff out. Did yeah, you play it? I played it. Um, I still got it, actually. I, I didn't mind it. It sort of just felt a little bit repetitive after a while. The storyline's good. Like, you, could, you can play this game. It's the, not. The first one annoyed me because the protagonist that you played is just a dick. <laughs> he is a dick. He I'm really is. I'm sitting there is. going, why do I want to root for you? You're an asshole. Yeah, like, he's a shit dad. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> Watch Dogs 2. <laughs> They've sort of made it a little bit more... Shit dads too. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's almost like they've poured a little bit of fun fun into it. Like it's a bit more lighthearted. They're... In San Francisco, there's this big hip-hop culture in it. It's, you know, it's almost like they've added frigging Red Bull into the code or something. Like it's... <laughs> You know, all this just insanity and you're doing big jumps and hacking this and that and listening to hip-hop and doing burnouts and wearing, what are they called? Bandanas. Oh, yeah. All this stuff. Bandanas. Going into the customization of your character and you're decking yourself out in these, like, rip-off Nikes. 
they were called like snikes or something like this and they had like just a square looking tick shape and you can go into like a google building or something that mm. looks like a google building yeah no. yeah so i want to see some more reviews i'm not going to pick it up on launch because for one i'm skeptical but i've got that many other games are still going to push through tell me I'm about just it. diving into that vr rabbit hole for the next few weeks if you want to dive into some other games Assassin's Creed the Ezio collection is on PS4 and Xbox One so they've improved a little bit of the graphics the processing What's that of like the originals two, I think it's one and two 300 games one and two it? or maybe three I think it's only the first three because the fourth one was Black Flag and you're not playing Ezio in that obviously mm. so it might be one and two it might be one, two and three mm. don't quote me November 15th Road Rage what? Road Rage is coming out on PC, PS4 and Xbox One on November 15th not, not Road Rash Road Rage yeah, Road Rage oh yeah yeah, you're thinking of Road Rash. God damn but it. I, I, I tied it back into that GTA talk before. Sorry. I, I played a game called Road Rage on PS2 years ago and it was an initial D ripoff. So I don't know. If, I wonder if it's that. Because if it is, that's cool. Is that the one where you drive into a truck or am I getting that game mixed up? Um, yeah, I think you're getting that mixed up. <laughs> Dead set. It looks just like Road Rash. I'm just loading it up now. I'll tell you these other ones real quick while that loads. So Pokemon Sun and Moon on the 3DS, November the 18th. Mm. So it comes out this week. So 3DS sales cool. will go through the roof. Killing Floor 2 comes out on PC and PS4 on November 18th, which is sort of a spin on the Left 4 Dead type of dynamic. Your four characters instead of waves of People zombies, it. it's demons and stuff like that. It goes off. Yeah. 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 And you've got, like, for got it. like sort of a samurai type of sword character dude. And then you've obviously got your traditional shooter guys. It's cool. Looks interesting. I watched a little bit of gameplay of it and it's... Looks like it'll be fun. I don't think it's a long-term game, but yeah. No. It's a pick-up-and-play. You know, us three and, and another member jumps on and kills, jumps nice. off. Nice. The last one is Yesterday Origins on PC, PS4, and Xbox One on November the 19th. So they are the games that are coming out. But yeah, I'm just looking at this now, this Road Rage. It looks dollar-for-dollar dollar like Road Rash. The opening video I'm looking at here is one guy on sort of a a Japanese racing bike with a bloody ball and chain cool. swinging it at this like traditional Sons of Anarchy looking biker who's got an axe mm. and they're riding at each other. So Sick. Road Rage might be all right. Oh, and here's, and here's the tagline. When there's no law to obey, there's no law to break. Road Ooh. Rage. So you're doing the right thing. Race, fight, and hustle your way through the ranks of the most insane outlaw motorcycle gang in town. As the newest recruit navigating the dangerous city of Ashen, you've got two goals in mind. Earn money and ride fast. In a world where last place isn't an option, your bike is the key to keeping you alive. Your hog. <laughs> your hog. Yeah. Like they're just cruising through suburbia, swinging chains and stuff at each other. Like It looks pretty nuts. Welcome to the Thunderdome. That's it. So, so there's some games coming out this week. We've got a got our second iTunes review. We're still trying to work out a working title for what we call this little little highlight. But um, yeah, wanted to nothing. wanted to showcase the global love that we seem to be getting, especially from from countries that we didn't even think probably would give a rat's about us. We really need to get that map up. We do need it's to create some map. kind of map with little burger icons around where everyone else yeah. is. So maybe we'll try and try and work that out. But <clears throat> this iTunes review of the week. Tagline is video games and fast food. You win. Perfect. Yeah. And that was by Seeking Tumnus from the US. So Seeking Tumnus writes, a match made in heaven. These guys, I'll I'll put in brackets and girl, continue to get better and better. Oh, 
So these guys continue to get better and better, keeping you on top of all the latest in video games and touching in with the world of fast food. Extremely good for a commute. So seeking tumness from the US. Mm, thank wherever you, you might tumness. be over there in America. Hope you find that tumness. What is tumness? Isn't that from... Oh, I'm not going to quote me on it, but I thought it was Wind and Willows. Might Mr. be. Tumness. That might be. I was thinking the Terminus, which is from Doctor Who. That's the bloody phone I thought it had something to do with tummies. <laughs> oh, no. You're thinking Tums? No, no. Yeah. Like um, the upset tummy. Chronicles of Narnia. Mr. Uh, and Mr. Tumness, is he the, the half-horse goat, guy yeah. that they first oh, meet? The goat bloke. At the yeah. lamppost? Yeah, the goat bloke. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Mr. Tumness. You vetted that really quick. Michael Googley. <laughs> I like Michael Googley. I do not. I love every every November without fail that meme floats around when it's like, oh, and on this day, a, a wild Michael Bublé appears from hibernation or whatever. Yeah. No, not for me. You're not, you're not a Bubbles fan? No. He's a bit of a dude. You might be a fan of the NES Classic getting yet another limited wave of release here in Australia tomorrow. $1,016 resale. You people disgust me. It's out of hand, isn't it? Like, what... Why does Sydney have so much FOMO? Like, I saw someone spend $150 on the classic NES box. Not the, not the console. Who? Not anything in it. Some guy on like eBay People bought too the much box. Money. 150 bucks for the box. Buy the damn real thing. For those that don't want to buy the real thing and just want to get this little 30-in-1, EB Games Online, Monday, November 14th at 12pm. You can't. You can't. It's you literally could, you could pre-order the last one. The first batch you could, but these ones are just limited release. They drop it online. They've got X amount on available. You jump on your bike real quick. You might get lucky. Otherwise, so sad, too bad. So anyone out there listening before Monday the fourteenth at midday, get ready because at midday. I reckon that's bullshit. I'm going to take this opportunity to plug Digital Hype Arcades because they do a much better product. The much easier way of doing it and custom made 60 billion more games <laughs> literally you know better like quality product check them out online digital hype arcade dot com yeah. yeah and the last one supernova which is still going this year I thought they would have hit <laughs> yeah. all the states by now yeah Jason Muse is talking there <laughs> Jason from Jane Silent Bob He's going to be there. Yeah, he's going to be there. Wow. He's so that's this Adelaide really? over Why? the weekend. Now, they promote 18 more. through to exactly. 20. It's more. It's two. Adelaide Showground. If you want to go, uh, go along to uh, Supernova, see JMU's, get a photo. Maybe you'll do the, the Mangina tuck thing and you can get an interesting photo there. Get a double Dutch rudder. Goodbye. Yeah, that's right. Double Dutch rudders. <laughs> Zach and Miri, underrated film. Great movie. Great movie. Underrated film. I think that's pretty well it. I think it's pretty It's a lean week here. It's, it's a rough week. month, November. Oh, Got to go into a food coma. Yeah, guilty has knocked us out. Yep. But next week we'll be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. Might be four of us, might be three of us. Who knows? It's a bloody roll of dice every week here at the Hungry HQ. I'm going to put some Peruvian dollars on Sam not being here. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Sam Pond. We love you. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, an exclusive podcast from 8-Bit. Be sure to check out 8-Bit.net for all your video game and pop culture related needs. Additional Hungry Gamers episodes can be found on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. 
While you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls.